Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your solo cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. Are you ready? Ready to get back into the groove of my clean business? Hey, you might be cleaning right now, and you're going to hear more about my business. I hope the, the nuggets of information, of wisdom, help you so that when you're cleaning in the future, you can clean and make more money, or you can clean less and make the same money, or you could just be happier while you clean any of those things. Or if you're just working on starting your own solo cleaning business, you can use this information that I have shared to plan out your own business better. Because I don't want you to spend 14 years like I did trying to figure this stuff out. I want you to get it. So on that note, let's dive into this week's update on my own business. And I entitled this one, Assume the Best in People. And I'll come back to that. Let's start off here. A few weeks ago, I shared that Erica had done a really sweet thing for me. And she recommended me on Facebook in the same mom's group where she found me. And there's 1,600 moms in there. So I wasn't surprised, but I was also very thankful that seven or eight different moms directly or indirectly reached out to me. Well, this one's indirectly. She saw the link to my Facebook page from Erica's post and Monique had gone on, looked at my recommendations, looked at some of the cleaning tips and she liked my Facebook page. So what did I do? I went and friended her and I said, thank you so much for liking my Facebook page. How did you hear about me and how can I help you? Is there anything, any questions, that kind of thing. And Monique, as her name, she did message me back. She, she accepted my friendship. She messaged me back and she said, hey, sorry it took me so long to get back with you. Been out of town. But I have been looking for a cleaner and saw your recommendation on the Facebook moms group and liked your Facebook page. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to get some information about your company. So in this particular case, she didn't message me or email me or anything directly from Erica's post. She did something a little bit more passive where she just liked my page. Now, she may have called me. She may have gone to my website down the road. But I just wanted to be a little bit more proactive. And I just thanked her for liking my page. And I opened the door first. I opened up the opportunity for her to connect with me at her own pace. And I said, thank you. If you have any questions, I'm here to help. And she did. And she reached back out to me. So watch this. She wanted me to come over for an estimate so she could get some prices. Now, I know that even though she's a referral, that she has not had enough chance or opportunity to go through my information and to learn about me. And I also knew that if I showed up for an estimate, I wasn't giving her the opportunity to make 70% of her decision before the phone call. And so this is difficult. It's a discipline. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, get this message. Get this down deep. Watch this. Here's what I said. Let's do this, Monique. Let's schedule a time for a phone call so I can go over all of my frequently asked questions and make sure that you understand everything. And let me try and help you fully understand what I provide over the phone. That way, if you like what you hear, you can set up an estimate from there. She says, oh, that would be great. Boom. We scheduled a phone call. And I also gave her links to my website so she could research me more. 
So I know this is the kind of move that will help to ensure that the right clients hire me. Here's a win, and I haven't talked about this on this podcast at all, and I don't plan to do a lot of it because it's very laborious, but you do have to do taxes when you are a legit solo cleaning company. In my case, I'm an S-corporation. Now, I didn't always run my business as an S-corporation. I was a DBA doing business as, which is also known as a sole proprietorship. I used to have to create a Schedule C for the 1040 as a sole proprietor slash DBA, but now I have to create a corporate return as a separate entity, a corporation. But what was really cool is that this new entity I've noticed over the years, and my CPA recommended it, is it saves me a couple thousand dollars per year in taxes because there's something called pass-through. Self-employment tax is 15.3%. So if you make, and you have to do some math here, but if you make $50,000 in profit, you're liable for 15.3% in what's called self-employment tax, which is Medicare and Social Security. And that's around $7,600 that you would be liable in taxes on a $50,000 profit. Now, okay, what's the the S-Corp do, here's what the S-Corp does, is essentially it cuts your self-employment tax in half. Now, I'm not going to get all the full details of this. It's not exactly that, but just to give you an idea, instead of owing over $7,600, you are liable for probably around $3,800, $4,000, $4,500, somewhere in there, depending on how much you pay yourself in what's called reasonable wages. Uh, but, but just think about that. 7600 versus even 4500 that's a $3,000 savings in taxes. So that's why I, my accountant recommended that we go S-Corp. So why am I sharing all this? Well, we got our books done. 2019, I closed out my books, got it to my CPA, and he's working on taxes. So exhale. <sighs> uh, side note, my editor does a great job taking all my big breaths out of here so it doesn't bother you. So I don't want you to think toilets are flushing all the time. It's actually just me breathing. But that was a purposeful exhale. Do it again. <sighs> exhale. My taxes are done. And I've saved money again. Yay. And I never had to call Geico. Okay, now I get to tell the full story of Asher's Chocolate. And again, a shout out to Asher's, who's located in Franconia, Harleysville, Pennsylvania, and they're a huge chocolate factory in our neighborhood, and they have incredible chocolate. I knew who they were, but I didn't know that the owner was going to end up in my driveway. And so this brings us to the title, Assume the Best in People. I shared on a previous episode how while I was working for my office back in the summer of 2019, my window from the office faces our driveway. And so I'm working, probably putting together the notes on how I can make this cool podcast that you're listening to right now. Looking out the window, a nice car rolls in, parks, lady in the car is on the phone. I'm thinking, okay, that's kind of odd. Why are they sitting in my driveway? She's getting visually angry on the phone. I'm kind of watching this unfold. I'm not paying attention to work that much anymore. My wife, Teresa, locks the front door, <laughs> comes in. Oh, Ken, there's a lady out in the driveway, and her front door is open. She's kind of has one foot in the car, one foot out. She's on the phone. She's angry. I'm like, okay, it's 
10 minutes, 20 minutes, it's going on. Do we go out there? Do we call the cops? What do we do? Is she a danger to our family? I mean, in today's day and age, I mean, people call the cops for lesser things than this. But what do we do? We assume the best in people. Now, is that over-optimism? And could that ever get you in trouble? Yes. And I'll share a story. I love my sister, Jenna Tibbetts. Jenna, if you hear this, just know I love you, but you scared the family big time when you were like 18, 19. It's such a heart for people. Hitchhikers and homeless people, you just give them rides. Great. I know you have a huge heart, but that would freak us out. You're just very optimistic and believe the best in people. Okay, I've seen too many bad movies. Maybe I'm pessimistic in that area. But in this case, assume the best in people. And so we finally decided about the 40-minute mark that we're going to go out there and just introduce ourselves. And Teresa, my wife, said, well, should I go out? I said, no, I'll go. So I walk out there. And as I'm walking, I could see her body language shift because she's on the phone angry. And then she sees sees me. She looks up. And her big smile comes across her face and she stands up. Oh, I'm so sorry. So sorry that I'm in your driveway. And I'm I'm immediately, my guard is down. I say, oh, no, no problem at all. Are you okay? And she says, yeah, I got a flat tire. I'm so sorry. I had to pull in the first driveway. It was yours. And I'm looking at her car like there's no flat tire. Okay, that's kind of odd. And she says, well, I have a flat tire on the other side of my car. I'm like, oh, okay, gotcha. And so, of course, I walk around, I go check and turn off the tires flat on the other side. She says, I've been dealing with AAA and they're all the way down at Westchester and they're not getting to me fast enough. And so I'm just stranded and I have these orders to bring over to my business. And I'm like, well, wow, you know, can I get you anything to drink? You want to come inside? You want any food? No, I'm good. I have my own water. I have my own. Sna-. I said, OK. And I said, awesome. So what's your business? And she says, oh, um, my name's Natalie. And my husband and I are the owners over at Asher's. And I say, do you mean the chocolate factory, Asher's? He's like, yeah, yeah. And I said, wait a minute. Are you Willy Wonka's wife? And she smiles. She says, you know how many times I get asked that question? And I relate to that because I wear a backpack vacuum. And the old one I had in New York was yellow. People used to say, are you a Ghostbuster? No, I am just your friendly neighborhood cleaner. So I got it. So she was joking around that, no, I'm not Willy Wonka's wife, but yes, my husband and I, Jeff, we are fifth generation owners of Asher's Chocolate. I'm like, that's incredible. Awesome. And she was telling me about what she's doing, some orders. And and I just said, well, listen, if there's anything I can do to help, be glad to. So I went back inside. She's still waiting there. I go back out 10 minutes later and I bring a water bottle, I bring a bar, and I try to hand it to her. And she says, oh, thank you. Um, I'm okay. She didn't take any of it. Um, but she says, yeah, the, the truck's almost here. Thanks again. And and she says, so you know, so what do you do? I said, well, I'm working from home. I have a cleaning company. She's like, oh, you have a cleaning company. Do you have one of your cards? I say, sure. So I went inside, got a card, gave it to her. And then sure enough, I said goodbye. She came up to the door and thanked our family for letting her stay at our house in her, in our driveway. And we said, of course, and we kind of joked, you know, at first we we're kind of freaked out because in this world today, we weren't sure if you were like a crazy person or if we had to call the cops. And she said, well, thanks for not doing that. I said, you have to assume the best in people. And she appreciated that. And the tow truck did come, put the car up. She got in with them and off they went. So a week later, there's a delivery on our front porch and it's like 
four boxes of Asher's chocolate. We were so excited. She had my favorites, which my number one favorite is chocolate covered pretzels. My number two favorite is nonpareils. Well, they have the combo. They gave us the nonpareils. They gave us the chocolate covered pretzels, but they have nonpareil chocolate covered pretzels. Oh, they were so good. And they have chocolate covered pretzels with little miniature Reese's cups, Reese's pieces on them. Oh my goodness. So they gave us boxes of chocolate and there's a little thank you note. Like how sweet was that? You know what that did? It endeared us to become Asher's customers. We already liked their product, but we just met the owner who is such a sweet person. And we forgot all the part about her seeming like she was really angry and we were a little frightened at first. And we just thought, awesome, that was really sweet. And time marches on. I did start this podcast. I started getting back into the hunt to grow the cleaning business. Didn't think much of it. Until months later, I get a call from Scott. Hey, Ken, would love to have you come over for an estimate. I work at Asher's Chocolate. I'm like, huh, Asher's Chocolate? I'm thinking, that's a big place. He's like, yeah, we're going to have some floor cleaning, carpet cleaning, window cleaning, some deep cleaning in the office. Hope you can help us. And of course, I'm like, well, uh, let me be honest with you. Here's where I'm at. I, I clean by myself. I do have a really amazing carpet and floor cleaning guy, uh, Jim Hardy from the Carpet Guys, who I've talked about in this podcast before. They said, great. I said, window cleaning I can handle. I'm not sure about the office. I'd have to come in and see it. So we went ahead and set up an estimate. And here's what he said. He said, you know, Ken, I don't know exactly what happened, but my owner told me that you need to call this guy about cleaning. And they said something about being in your driveway. And so I just laughed and said, uh, yeah, Scott, what happened was Natalie ended up in my driveway after breaking down or her car or her tire getting flat. And he's like, oh, yeah, I did hear that story. So apparently this story circulated around the office. But the same week that we set up this estimate, I went in to do the estimate. So I just want to share the story of how the actual estimate went. I thoroughly enjoyed this. Now, during the time I was on a chocolate fast Staying really good, being sugar-free, our whole family was. So you walk in to the main reception desk, and what do they have on the desk? Not mints, but nonpareils. Oh my goodness, right there in front of me. I could not touch them because I was on a disciplined no sugar for a couple weeks. But I, anyway, I sat down, waited to be greeted. Scott came out to get me, got me a badge, took me to his office. We chatted. I was very honest with what I could and could not do because it's a 115,000 square foot facility. And what he was interested in having me clean possibly is one time do all the windows, which I can handle that. There's about 50 windows I was counting. And also to deep clean the office areas. Now they have an everyday cleaner that's an employee of the company and they need someone to supplement that. They have a cafeteria with like 15 microwaves in it and three fridges and they have other break rooms and bathrooms and desks and all kinds of open space and they wanted someone to come in and do that. So I referred my buddy Jim Hardy for the carpets. I told him what I could do. I told him that I would do an assessment of this entire place, get some prices and if it's something I couldn't handle, I would let him know. And then he spent about 40 minutes walking me through the whole place. I took very copious and detailed notes. And along the way, I got to meet the other parts of the ownership. And this was such a thrill to me. 
I really enjoy meeting entrepreneurs. I love their story. I love how they pulled themselves up by the bootstraps and they built something of significance. And in this case, it's a sixth generation now. So Natalie, the owner, she's a fifth generation with her husband, Jeff. So I get upstairs into like the sales area and there's a conference going on and out walks Jeff. Jeff's wife is the one in my driveway. And he comes up to me and says, Ken, thank you so much for your kindness toward my wife. I really appreciate that. It gives me a handshake and just says, connect if anything you need. It kind of points to Scott, you know, make sure you give him a good tour and we'll definitely consider, you know, whatever you send us as a proposal. I said, Jeff, thank you so much. Really appreciate that. And of course, it was my honor to uh, be able to help your wife out. And I told him, I said, to be honest with you, in the beginning, I was a little bit scared. He says, why is that? I said, well, she was in the car a little bit angry. And he's like, yup, that's Natalie. She's very determined, I think is the word he used. And then I said, but yeah, but then when I came out, she put a big smile on her face and she wasn't mad at anyone like me, but she's mad at AAA for taking so long. And he's just kind of laughing at that. And he said, well, thanks again for helping her out. I said, my pleasure. And I'm walking down to the other part of the offices and And then I get introduced to Bob Asher, Jeff's dad, the fourth generation owner who ran the company for a few decades. And he's still there. He's got a corner office and he's very outgoing. Shakes my hand. Great to meet you. Hey, are you the guy that my daughter-in-law was in your driveway? I'm like, I am. She says, yeah, we heard that story. It was a lot of fun. So this story definitely circulated around the chocolate factory about Natalie being stuck in the driveway. And it was just fun. It was really fun. Got to meet Bob and just, wow, look at this. Fourth generation, fifth generation, all working together in this company. And then I'm downstairs and I go back to the reception desk. I didn't realize who checked me in, but it's the daughter of Jeff and Natalie. And she's really sweet. And so now we have sixth generation, future potential owner of the company. Now, maybe she will, maybe she won't. And share with her, I said, yeah, you know, I'm, and she said, wait, what? story about my mom breaking down your driveway i mean wait you don't know about that story she says no so apparently mom neglected that story with with daughter so i told the story and she was cracking up she says oh my gosh that's so mom she said that like three times and at the end she says well thank you for helping her out and just all around it was really fun to do that estimate i have no idea whether my proposal will come in too high or they have someone else they're going to hire Regardless of how this works out, it was a great experience. And I just want you to hear and see what happens. I want you to all assume the best in people. Be a giver. And in this situation, someone shows up in a driveway and the easy thing to do would be to call the cops or say, get out of my driveway. Instead, show kindness. Show kindness. Plant good seeds. And I did not expect that it would turn out to be the owner of the chocolate factory in my driveway. I didn't expect that six months later, they'd call me back for cleaning estimates. And if this could turn into a $2,000 per month recurring project for us, who knows? Maybe more, maybe less. We're going to find out. I got to write the proposal. It's going to take some time. But just hear this. Treat people with kindness. Assume the best in them. Now, be safe, be cautious, obviously, it is a dangerous world, but you know what? I really believe that there's more good people out there than bad. The good outnumbers the bad, and that's across all faiths, religions, walks of life. There's kindness 
in so many people. It's just unfortunately the news only shares the bad stuff. So if you're someone watching the news, you're probably more pessimistic. Now, I don't watch the news, so maybe that helps, but I really just hope that you grasp this lesson and be a giver, help people out, and create great ripples in your community. Thank you for listening to Solo Cleaning School. Class is dismissed. <laughs>